from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And just to let everybody know, we had a special at Marywood University last Thursday. We're going to do it again this Tuesday, and I'm very excited to say that this Tuesday, tomorrow, for those of you listening live, February 19th, we will be on site, on location with Gabby Holko, as well as Enrico Mastriani. We'll be shooting live video to go with live audio. The live audio will be here on MixLR.com backslash DT. The live video will be on Facebook Live, Facebook.com backslash DT. as we will be sitting in with the coaches in the playoff week for Marywood University. And speaking of playoff week, we have the person that will be calling those games. That is Brendan Murphy, the current main host of MU Courtside, somebody who gave me an open door to come back and do a doubleheader 12 years after the last game that I had done. And so this man does his work. He does it well. He does his research, did a tremendous job in that game, and I'm sure he will do a tremendous job moving on here when it all counts in the playoffs even more so. So with that being said, Brendan's here with us this morning, and I'm happy to have him on the broadcast. Brendan, how are we doing today? Great, Dan. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And, and Brendan, just what you can say about you know you getting started with MU Courtside. You come to Marywood and bring me into it. What, what brought you over to Courtside? How would you hear about it? How did it all come about? Well, when I was at orientation, I was kind of told that they do a basketball broadcast, but it wasn't that extensive. And I told them that I wanted to take it and turn it into something great. And from what I understood, before at least we met, it was great. Then it started to be a little neglected. And I'm just glad that it's back up to something you can be proud of 12 years later. Yeah, you know, and, and, I, and I'd heard about that too. You know, we, we did so much while we were there and we tried to. And then, you know, ultimately they said it took a little dip and there wasn't, you know, you have to have somebody that cares about it. You have to have somebody that loves it. You have to some. You have to have someone that treats it like their kid that's going to be there 12 out. Like, well, in your case, when the game was at 6 and you're going there at noon and setting everything up and making sure things are right, you have to have somebody who blood, sweat, and tears this thing. So what makes you care about it so much? What has made MU Courtside in your time at Marywood? Why has it become so important to you and, and, and what you're doing? Well, what I want to do with my life is to be a sports broadcaster. And I want to do with baseball, but being able to come in here, get four years of on-air play-by-play experience with producing and directing and everything else that I do, you're not going to get that anywhere else. And being able to step in and do that, it's experience that I'm going to cherish forever. And if it takes me to the big and beyond, whether it be ESPN or whatever the case may be, I'm always going to look back and say, hey, MU Courtside, that was where we got started, and that's what led us to the promised land. Speaking here with Brendan Murphy, the host of MU Courtside at Marywood University, 
to to be a part of this and and to have this broadcast, like you said, the play-by-play opportunity with basketball, and you have a love for baseball. What can you say about you know balancing both? We know that Kyler Murray has a love for football and baseball, and ultimately he chose one. So if they asked you to stick with basketball for the rest of your life, could you do that? I'm going to do whatever they tell me to do. <laughs> but, uh, but for the most part, I mean, as much as I want to be in baseball, I'm going to take pretty much any job I can get, whether, if I can, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, even, even hockey, which I don't know as much about, but I still love watching hockey. I'll, I'll basically do whatever they offer me a job doing. And so with these opportunities that you have here, Brendan, just what you could say about the opportunity of having playoff basketball here at Marywood University, not just with one team, but with both. The women are not only in the playoffs, they're in the playoffs in Gabby Holko's first season with Marywood, first season as a head coach, and they have a home playoff game. Enrico Mastriani in year number three made history, in year number four made even bigger history, and is continuing here as year number four story is not done being written, and hopefully not for a while. He has a home playoff game as well. Just what that means to you, because as the host of courtside, that means you have playoff basketball, but not just that. Marywood, when they've made the playoffs in the past, have had to play on the road as a lower seed. Now they have the opportunity as a higher seed to play at home, which means that you get those games, just what that does for you. Well, last year we had just just the women's game. Actually, the last two years we've had just the women's games, and they've played really well. Coach Machaco did a great job leading the team. But when she decided to move on to Wilkes, we thought that even Coach Holko thought it could be a little bit of a rebuilding year based on what they lost going into this season. But I'll tell you what, the girls have played amazing. They've played great basketball down the stretch, gotten to the postseason hosting a game for, I believe, it's the fifth year in a row. And as for the men's team, they were in the playoffs last year. They were on the road. We just we kept an eye on that game throughout the women's games. They played at the same time. And it really means a lot to get to broadcast some playoff basketball because it's not just extra basketball. It's bonus ball for us. But it means that we can take the broadcast to a elite level that we don't get to normally see in the regular season. And the thing is, obviously, there's more people paying attention because you're going to have fans from all different teams in the Atlantic East wanting to see what Marywood has to offer in case they have to play that team. So, you know, there's a lot to be said about the fact that, you know, these playoff broadcasts, they hold a lot of weight because it's the playoffs. It feels good because you're out at Marywood and and the teams are playing there. But at the same time, you know, there's going to be fans from everywhere watching these games. How do you get up for stuff like that? I mean, does that, do, do you need that? Do you need that extra push? I mean, are you like game two of the season already feeling it? Because uh, for me, you know, it's just kind of, Every single game gives you something, but does that playoff game give you a little bit more, Brendan? Are we gonna are we gonna kind of hear that through the voice in these games this week? You should. I mean, I'm planning on bringing bringing in some new stuff. We got sideline reporters that we're gonna have tonight. We got a bracket that we're gonna show during the broadcast. We got the Atlantic East standings. I mean, I've put so much into it, and I'm probably almost as hard as we get done. I'm gonna be heading over to the gym working on graphics and whatever else the case may be. And keep in mind, the game's not till 7 o'clock tonight. But I'm going to be putting as much as I can into this one. And I I mean, you, you're right. I do put a little bit more into the playoff games because it means more, not just to the team, but to me as well. 
Speaking here with Brendan Murphy, the current host of MU Courtside. And, and Brendan, the, you, you brought up Tara Machaco and, and obviously her tremendous work that she did with Marywood. And, and, and with Marywood and, and everything, I mean, she was there. It really, I mean, he was, she was there my entire time. And, and obviously, you know, was there over a decade at Marywood University. What she did with this program, you know, gives Gabby the opportunity to not have to rebuild a program because Marywood, Marywood was nothing before Tara Machaco. I mean, it, it, was, it was a startup. And what she did in, in going to the playoffs, you know, back to back to back and, and setting these records and being the number one team in the conference and whatnot, all of these things were unheard of. And now that Gabby has this team, there's success that can come from here, and Gabby can put her own stamp on it. But she wasn't inheriting a program in shambles. She was inheriting a program that finally had gotten somewhere. And just what you can say, because I believe we have to give respect where respect is due, and Tara Machaco deserves a lot of respect for where this program is right now. Yeah, she does. I mean, she was here, I believe, 14 years, and they were, like you said, they were pretty bad when she took over the team. But she did a great job recruiting. And she brought in some of the best uh, women's basketball players that I can say that I've seen. And the team, at least when I got here, was the top seed for the second year in a row. They played really, really well down the stretch of that season. But the one thing that Coach Machaco could not deliver that we're hoping that Coach Holko can deliver is a berth in the championship game, which they have not been able to do. They've gotten to the semifinals, I believe, four years in a row, but have not been able to get over the hump. So we got to see if this is the year for the women's team to get into the finals. And Gabby Holko is going to join us in just a little bit here in about 20 minutes on the show at 9.45 a.m. live. What can you say about the, the job that, that Gabby's done? This is her first year at Marywood. It is her first head coaching job ever. Just what you can say about you know how she's how she's handled this and what she's done because, uh, you know, I mean, to go to the playoffs and to be 12-13, and 13, host a playoff game, be the number three seed, pretty special in her first season. What have you taken away from Coach Holko so far in her first season? Well, Coach Holko is an unbelievable worker. She works so hard to try to make sure that her team is ready to go for each and every game of the season. It only takes it one game at a time, and that's something that I really admire. And the fact that She's coming off a season where she was an assistant at Lackawanna where they went deep into the playoffs. She had a little bit of that experience that she was able to bring over and the team having won a home playoff game last season, the Blues against Centenary, and having gone into Cabrini, had a 10-point lead with, I think it was two minutes left, and they couldn't get the job done. I'm sure that team's going to be really hungry, and she knows it. And she's going to keep working them hard right until the very end. That coming from Brendan Murphy, current current host of MU Courtside. Brendan, the game tonight with Marywood is kind of an interesting one because they just played Gwen and Mercy on the road and they defeated Gwen and Mercy, and now they have to see Gwen and Mercy again. What are your thoughts on this? Because, I mean, we know in the world of sports that when you face a team once, twice, you know, at three times, it's hard to get those victories, especially looking at Saturday going into today. So, I mean, these teams know each other. They've played their games close. Marywood was able to gut it out. Gwen and Mercy's obviously looking for revenge, and it's, winner, it's win and move on. It's win in advance. What do you think about this game against Gwen and Mercy coming up? Well, the biggest thing for that Marywood's got going is the fact that Araya Ox is playing. 
because in the first game back on January 23rd, she didn't play. She was sick. And that it also goes without saying that she was very much missed because Gwen's best player, Susan Bosler, was also hurt. I believe she had an ankle injury back on that on the 23rd, and she wasn't able to play either. And you could kind of tell that both teams weren't quite where they should be, and Gwen had won that first game. But on Saturday, I mean, Araya had 18 points. She came back and really was the one that kept the Pacers from losing the lead because they were up by a lot and almost lost it. But she came out, had a great game. Natasha Hasling put up 22 points, and they stayed in that game. But you can kind of relate this a little bit. I believe it was the second run that the Jets had to the conference championship back in 2010. They played the Cincinnati Bengals the last game of the regular season and the first game of the playoffs. And really, anything can happen. It's a sport where you need one game. You just got to play one good game, and these teams have split the season series. So anything can happen tonight. And having this game tonight, we know that, you know, obviously you're going to get up for this. Why should people watch MU courtside? Why should people come out to the game? Why, it, what, just just your reasoning, your, what, what's going, I know you said you're pulling out all the stops for courtside. Obviously, you know, the Pacers want the support. Why should people come out? What would you like to say to the community of Northeastern Pennsylvania? Well, what I'd love to say to the community of Northeast PA is just the fact that the Pacers are a great basketball team. And they have a great opportunity to get back to the semifinals and even in advance into the finals. And it's, you're going to watch a great broadcast and some great basketball. And you and I have had the opportunity, speaking here with Brendan Murphy, the current host of MU Courtside, we had an opportunity to do this game. I want to thank you uh, this past week, the final home game for both teams in the regular season for Marywood men's and women's basketball. We got to do a double header on Wednesday, February 13th, sitting in with the the original host, the current host. It was nice. We played well back and forth. What did you think about the opportunity of, of doing that, and why did you want to do this? And, and obviously, I, I know I've said this a hundred times to you, but I can't thank you enough for it and the opportunity to come down and just, you know, what, what made you want to do something like that and just what you thought about, you know, us sitting in together doing the games? Well, first of all, thank you for coming down and letting me pick your brain a little bit and have you back on. Thank the, thank the, tro- thank the troopers for, for letting me drive down as fast as I did. <laughs> <laughs> no one needs to know how you did, what you did on 81. But, that's uh, right, that's right. It was, yeah. But I got an email from uh, Coach Enrico at about 8 o'clock on Tuesday night, and I didn't see it till like 1.30 in the morning. Yes, I'm in college. I'm still up that late. But uh, I saw the email, emailed him back, figured he wouldn't respond to me till the morning, and then he uh, emailed me right back and told me that he wanted to have you on and he wanted to talk about, wanted to talk to me about it. And I said right away that even if it's not going to be able to happen, I will make it happen. And... No one had an issue with it, and it was a lot of fun, and I really hope we can do it again. Yeah, no, I definitely hope that we can get back out there again and, and, and make this happen. We had a good time, you know, played well off each other, in my opinion, had some had some good time, and, and as I told you, it's nice to see MU Courtside in good hands, so I know that you will make it happen tonight, make it happen this week. We haven't talked about the men's team that much. What can you say about the men? I mean, you and I calling that game, Roden went off, 
Ringland went off. I mean, we're, we're watching the big man, Mr. 6-6, go out there and knock down four three-point, I think it was four or five three-point shots and doing everything that he did there out there on the field and, you know, in the field. And then at the same time to see what Roden was able to do to kind of take over the game in the beginning, he had nine of the first 11 points. What were your, what were your takeaways from, you know, the game that you and I did and, and knowing that Marywood has some talent going into their playoff game as well? Well, considering the fact that they were down by 15 to eight early on in the game, that team's that team fights and they're, the team that if they're down, it's going to be a dogfight till the very end. And you saw that on Saturday against Glennon because they go down early and they're down at the half. And they were down by, I think it was 10 with two minutes left. And Tom Cockrell did a really good job getting them back in the game. I mean, he finished with 20 points. That was, I believe, the highest for the, uh, the team in that one. But going back to Jaden and Jeremy, I mean, you got Jeremy inside, Jeremy Ringland. Six foot eight, kick and dunk, kick and shoot from outside. You can do pretty much anything you ask of him. And he honestly didn't know if he was going to play this year. He didn't decide on playing until about a week before practice started. And he said, you know what? I'm probably going to regret later in life if I don't play. So he opted to play. And I'm sure the team's grateful that he did. And as for Jaden, he was a D2 transfer. And the kid can play he is incredibly athletic and i know you saw that he had a big tomahawk slam in the first half of the uh of that game on wednesday and he does those two do a really good job of keeping the team in games and helping to win games we look at this men's team and enrico mastriani the head coach of the team just your thoughts on what he's done with this program i mean eric grunman had some positive moments uh, throughout his time, spent a lot of time, obviously, as the head coach and is still there with the athletic department. I'm going to give a shout-out to Eric because him and I have uh, had a great relationship since 2003, and, and I really got to build courtside with him and with Tara Machaco, so I want to thank him. And Rico, year number three, he gets to 15 wins, ties a record in Marywood men's basketball history, the most wins ever in a, regular, ever in a season as a whole, regular season, postseason combined, is 15 and then this year he gets 15 again. So first time, so he ties the record of 15. Then it's the first time ever that there's back-to-back seasons of at least 15 in Marywood men's basketball history. Then he defeats that by getting to 16 wins. So now the team has more wins than they've ever had in a season. Yet here's the postseason, and they have a home playoff, and they're able to you know have a bye and, and automatically go to the next round and Enrico in, in in four seasons and still number four going on right now here has a lot to be proud of and a lot to be happy about and Marywood has a lot to be happy about that they hired this guy what do you think about Enrico Mastriani I think Enrico does a great job with this team I mean probably one of the biggest advantages that he has is his mate he's great personality he's a really nice guy and the players love playing for him and it really helps him on the recruiting trail. I mean, I've actually seen him out when I'm working at uh, Blue Ridge 13 down in Lehighton. When I'm working, first game of the year, I saw him, I actually saw him at a game recruiting. That just shows how far, how much he'll go to recruit guys. And the fact that he was able to recruit Jaden from D2 to come in, that was a big pickup. And 
he does just a tremendous job with the team as a whole. He does a great job of getting everything out of his players. And the fact that he's able to win 16 games this year, program record, it's unbelievable. And we look at, you know, this team, and you and I had the opportunity of being in the locker room after their final regular season home game, which which they won against Immaculata. And just to, you know, see the energy from the entire coaching staff and to see everybody in there and the message, it just just what you can take away from that. Because, you know, the, the stuff you don't get to see, the stuff that's not on video and not recorded, those post-game conversations with the team and the energy, not just from Enrico, but from the entire staff, just what you thought about that, because, you know, that that's a special moment to be inside of that locker room and see what this team is doing. I'd, I'd say that them being pumped might have been, an, like, would be an understatement. They were really hyped. They were, they played a great game and they knew they had one more to go. But the one thing that stood out to me, because that was also the first time I've been in the locker room, the one thing that stood out to me, and you took a picture of it, was the preseason rankings that they had on the wall. Yeah. And Larry Wood was tied for dead last in, in the conference, what they were picked as. And the team used that as motivation the entire season. And they're looking to prove all the doubters wrong and come out with a conference championship. But the coaches were hyped, the players were hyped, and they knew they had one more to get against Gwinnett, but they didn't get it. But realistically, records go to zero and zero. Whoever they play, whether it be Marymount, Wesley, Cabrini, or IMAC, it's going to be a dogfight. And that's the type of games that they love being in because they know they can win. Yeah, you know, and, and they're a team that obviously has has worked very diligently under Enrico Mastriani, who has tried to create a culture because, you know, he, he took over a program where a coach had only been there for a couple seasons and had left, and, and Enrico, when he first came in, kind of had to rush, didn't have a lot of time to recruit, didn't have a lot of time to bring anybody in, was coming in as that new coach with guys that weren't his and you know had to wait to bring in his guys that he recruited. And then also, and, and people don't talk about this enough, he has to wait to bring in his guys, and at the same time, he has to earn the respect of the people that are already on the team, the people he didn't recruit. And so, you know, this culture that, that he has been working to build and blossom and make even better, it, it's not an easy thing. And to, to be here in year four and have the team at 16-9 and nine heading into the playoffs, knowing that they're going to be at home and knowing that they have a bye through the first round, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said about Enrico's vision and seeing that vision come to life in year number four. That's a great point. I mean, he does he, – realistically, his uh, the uh, senior captain of the team, Tip Schwartz, was not his guy. And looking back four years, I'm sure that Enrico's more than happy that he has Tip because he's led the team all these years and he's creeping up on breaking the all-time scoring record here at Marywood. And he's really, really energetic – when it comes to coaching the team, because I know at least on, on Wednesday when you were when you were there with us, you could you could hear Enrico because he's very loud and he's very energetic, and that's what I love about him. The players love him, the fans love him. I love him. He's a great guy, and I couldn't ask for much better because he literally gives me anything I need whenever I need it. 
And, you know, I got to give a shout out to Gabby as well in that respect. She was right by our table when we were doing courtside. And I told her her cadence would make her a good NFL quarterback on any one of the 32 franchises. So, you know, she's she's got that voice as well. And I like the I just I like the fieriness of her because, you know, the day after she's always like, you know, she's got her voice, but it's a little bit hoarse. And, and I just and I give her all the credit in the world because, you know, she's she, you know, first first time head coach, but she comes out there and she lets herself be known. And Enrico, like he told me, he said, listen, hey, I pick my spots, but you know, he makes sure that the team knows that he trusts them and that he wants them to know exactly what they need to do. So, I mean, both of these coaches that are at Marywood trying to build the future here, you know, it's tremendous respect. And no matter what happens in the postseason, people need to understand what's coming, and that's success, in my opinion. That's, that's a really good point. And you, to go back on uh, the point about Coach Holko being, like, all fiery, and that, that's, what, that's her personality. When I first met her, she said that she loves to – get engaged and be excited and and push the ball up the floor and press the other teams and she's done each and every one of those things all year long and she gets her team fired up each and every game and I think that's a credit to her as a coach and the fact that the team's able to feed off that the team does a tremendous job playing for her especially considering the fact that they're only nine players deep they do a great job staying healthy, and they do a great job giving it everything they've got for Coach Elko. That comment from Brendan Murphy, the host of MU Courtside. Brendan, let everybody know how they can watch and listen to these games. So if you go on the Marywood Pacer website it'll, and look at the women's basketball schedule, it'll take you right to TV Marywood's YouTube page, and you'll be able to watch it live. We're going live on the air at 6.30 tonight for Marywood against Gwen and Mercy. You definitely do not want to miss it. It's going to be a tremendous game. I'm going to have a lot of fun. Dan, I'll see you there. And it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. That coming from Brendan Murphy. Brendan, once again, thank you for the opportunity for me to, to return a familiar digs. And thank you for all that you're you're doing. I really do appreciate it greatly. And, and our conversations, although we've only had a few, have been tremendous, in my opinion. So I want to thank you for what you're doing. And thank you again for coming down and Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure and a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. Well, keep doing what you're doing. Get all fired up. Find your find your best clothes for tonight because it's going to be a That's big one. <laughs> it's a whiteout, so I'll be wearing white. Dan, I need to see you wearing white tonight. The entire student section will be wearing white. The first 50 students get a white Pacer Pride t-shirt. So a lot of students are going to be coming out tonight. Awesome. Well, the whiteout is here. So now that, now that, now that you all know that, I know that I have to wear my – long sleeve pacer shirt because I was going to wear the black today because uh, coach Holko gave me, gave me a black sweatshirt and for, for pacers basketball. But what I'll do is I'll bring the sweatshirt cause I love it, but I'll make sure that I have the white on underneath because if it's a whiteout, I mean, I have to participate. So I'll be there. Oh yeah. That coming for Brent. participating too. I got the white, I have the white shirt, my tie, and I'm always dressed up to the occasion, especially the pink hat that we had last week. Always trying to keep up with what the teams are doing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's awesome, and I like the fact that you connect with that. Every single minute detail, that's what it's all about, is doing things the right way and being unique. So, Brendan, thanks for what you're doing. Take care of courtside tonight. I know you're going to kill it. Have some fun, and I'll see you down there. Take care, Dan. We'll see you tonight. All right, take care. 
That coming from Brendan Murphy one more time. MU Courtside, current host. And I want to thank Brendan for having me back and having me sit in that chair. I never thought I'd be able to do Courtside again because, you know, I when I created the show, it's I mean, it's meant for students. And so for me, it was, you know, it killed me that when I graduated, that was it, you know, because I would have done it forever. I would have done that show for the last 16 years. And, you know, because D1, obviously, they pay people and they fly them in and they do their thing and whatnot. And I, w- I would have happily done that show. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's been bittersweet that you want the show to, to continue on without you and you want it to help kids and, and give experience and be great and just continue to roll. And you want other people to get from it what you got from it, if not even more. And then at the same time, you miss it. So Brendan gave me something special and a gift I'll never forget. So thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. And have yourself a tremendous night tonight. You got to listen and watch Brendan Murphy. He's going to take care of business, the entire staff. I got to meet some of the people working in the background. Shout out to them and to everybody that's going to be there. Shannon, all of you, have yourselves a great playoff night. I will be there in support of you at Marywood University tonight.